0: This is Game Set Match Kentucky, episode 21, recorded July 3rd, 2020, entitled A Two Foot Long Q Tip. Hey everybody, it's time for a third season of Game Set Match Kentucky where we talk about all things related to the Central Kentucky Tennis Series and maybe a whole lot more that you've never asked for. This is Friday, July 3rd. I'm Chris Godby, the chairman and one of the founders of the CKTS where the lines are good and sandbagging is for golf. As always, I'm here at the newly painted and redecorated CKTS home office in Russell Springs, Kentucky. Chad, this was one of my quarantine projects. You can't see it right now, but I painted and redecorated my office and uh, among other projects. I built a fire pit, I repaired some steps on my deck outside and just you know things like that. Did you do any quarantine projects? Um, well, you know, I,
1: I, I've been working for the most part. Um, I've been home a little bit earlier than normal uh, for my work day, but uh, for the most part, um, I've, I've been working pretty normal hours, but we've, we've got a couple of things uh, done around the house. We just uh, did some landscaping that we just uh, got uh, wrapped up and some other things that we've gotten done, so it's been uh, somewhat productive.
0: Chad is with me today from the suburbs of Bowling Green. He's the director of two fabulous CKTS tournaments, as well as the tennis coach at South Warren High School, home of the Spartans, which, by the way, he did not win a single match as a coach this season. And um, neither did anyone else, because there was no high school tennis
1: I'd like to say that I had my first undefeated season. Undefeated (laughs) season. That's true, too.
0: Okay. By day, uh, he's the program director of Talk 104.1 FM and 9.30 a.m. in Bowling Green, where he hosts a morning drive-time talk show. And you've gotten to do a lot of that from your home, isn't that correct?
1: You know, I did a couple shows from home uh, because uh, I was under a brief quarantine because of somebody that I had come into contact with who tested positive. And uh, so I got a test like on a Monday morning. And um, once I tested negative, then I went back to work. So I think I did three total shows from home. But I've been doing a lot of of other work, Um, you know, a lot of audio recording that I've been doing. Uh, from home so i've i've definitely enhanced my home studios
0: well at our tournaments this season we are not doing tests it could be possible that there could be some temperature checks uh that that might be up to the local sites if they want to do that uh on this episode today we are going to talk about some of the steps that the Etown Tennis Commission is taking for the State Farm Etown Open this weekend as far as COVID-19 precautions so we'll talk about that today we're also going to just sort of preview the 2020 season of the CKTS it's it's our 18th season and we're going to just kind of look at the schedule and what's coming up next uh, after this weekend because Uh, It's too late to get in this tournament. The deadline is passed. The tournament is actually underway and has been underway for a couple of hours as we record this on Friday evening, July 3rd. Our sponsor for this episode is Vision Cabinet Source. Welcome back, Vision Cabinet Source. Chad, are you building a house by chance? No, I'm not building a house. Are you remodeling a house by chance?
1: um in in small ways no no large projects though
0: okay so are you going to redo any cabinets
1: um that wasn't on the agenda it could be in the future though
0: well if you go to visioncabinet.com and check out their cabinets i think you're going to be inspired to maybe put in some new cabinets in your kitchen or your bathroom, Uh, look it over. They've got some beautiful stuff. They're a kitchen and bath cabinet supplier that ships all over the United States. If you're building a new home or, as Chad may be doing, doing some renovations to your home, Vision Cabinet Source can provide you with classic cabinet styles that are well-built and affordable. They have painted lines of cabinets as well as stained cabinets that are stocked in their warehouse where they make them at Campbellsville, Kentucky in making these cabinets. They have a 17 step finishing process to assure top quality craftsmanship. Again, don't just take my word for it. Go to their website, visioncabinet.com, or give them a call at 270-465-3222. Again, this is not just for citizens of Campbellsville, Kentucky. They ship everywhere. Visit their website. Tell them you heard about Vision Cabinet Source, right here on game set match kentucky so let's talk about the 2020 season of the ckts it's finally here after a massive delay
1: chad yeah i mean we're we're used to dealing with postponements usually because of weather but obviously nobody foresaw this coming this year
0: i was just recalling last season we started uh instead of early june we started late june last year yeah second year to, in a
1: row uh, right yeah my uh, second second year in a row i've had a tournament get uh, postponed right so
0: that's just one of the changes to the schedule this summer is that the kids on the block points for puppets tournament which was originally scheduled for early june has now been moved to october 17th and 18th so instead of the very first tournament of the 2020 ckts season the kids on the block points for puppets tournament in Bowling Green, kentucky Will now be moved to October seventeenth and eighteenth. Chad, can you talk a little bit about what it what went into the decision to move it to those dates? So we know you had to move it because of coronavirus uh, regulations, but why that date?
1: Well, I mean, we first off, we you know, it takes um, some time to plan a tournament, and when you're the first tournament in, in June, you know, you're really hoping to to have a, a you know have things in place really by the first of May and um, where we were in late April was, uh, was, you know, was way too uncertain as to what things would be like in June. Um, you know, so we, we, you know, we, talked as a, as a tournament committee about, you know, what our options were. Um, we really just didn't think we could wait and see if things would, would be improved, that there would be, less restrictions in June. We just felt like June was not really even going to be feasible. And and I think that was a wise decision. And then, um, you know, we're just kind of looking at the the tournament uh, schedule. And and as folks know, I mean, we usually have a a tour stop just about every two weeks. Uh, Sometimes there's three weeks in between tournaments. And um, so we, we really, all we really could do was look to the end of the, of the season And, um, so the end of the season would have taken us until, uh, taken us to the first weekend of October, but, um, as it's, it's always fall break week here. And I know it is in in a lot of places in Kentucky, right? And So, you know, we chose to stay away from the beginning or the end of fall break week. And so that's why, uh, we ended up moving it, uh, to the, the 17th and the 18th of October.
0: So the Kids on the Block, Points for Puppets Tournament, it was originally scheduled for June 6th and 7th, almost a month ago. Now that's hard to believe that that we would be a month into the summer season already. Uh, but it's been moved to October 17th and 18th. And then the second tournament that we had planned, which was the Baron Classic in Glasgow, it was originally planned for June 20th and 21st. Uh, but it has been moved to October 3rd and 4th, which is... you know a dangerous date as we acknowledge for fall break but you know we're kind of limited you know because going if we went after points for puppets then we're talking about November november and the potential of it being cold so uh i think trina rickard the the director of that tournament uh you know we talked about some dates and i think she just decided hey let's go for it then and it'll be what it'll be
1: you know, it was our benefit um, to be first and therefore to also um, be able to make the decision first. You know, I thought Trenton was in a really tough spot um, because, you know, when we were talking about things, even into May, you know, we kind of felt like the first of June was too early, but maybe the end of June um, might be possible to, to play a tournament. Um, and so you know I mean I, I knew that our date was probably out but I, I knew that hers was kind of really kind of right on the edge of being able to do something in in late June um, I think all of us felt like the first of July which is where we're at right now you know we'd be in a place where we could um, we could we could kind of move forward with the with the tour so it actually was to her uh, detriment to to be a little bit more of a gray area and then um, have to make a decision later and and kind of take the the fall break weekend. Whereas we made the decision. It was an easy decision for us to go ahead and move ours. So we went ahead and avoided that fall break week.
0: And at least you'll avoid the heat. And so will Trina for that second tournament. And I love tennis in October myself. So I'm I'm glad to, to get to play then. Let's talk about another change. To the schedule, Chad. This one you might not know about. This would have been the fourth tournament of the season, the Miller Park Tennis Classic. Well, it will be played on its original date of June eight. I'm sorry, July 18th and 19th. However, the tournament uh, half of the courts we use are at Campbellsville University. And Campbellsville University has decided not to allow use of the facilities this summer for, uh, you know, any camps, clinics, and that's going to include uh, activities like tournaments. In this case, however, Miller Park, where we base the tournament, the public park in Campbellsville, they are allowing the uh, the use of those courts. So with that being only six courts available in the city, to have that tournament, instead of our usual 12 courts, we have had to make the hard decision to close that tournament to CKTS members only. So that, you know, that's, that's another benefit of membership or for having a tour pass is that you will get to play in the Miller Park closed, as it'll be called this year, the Miller Park tennis closed. And so again, that's July 18th and 19th. That's going to, it was originally our fourth tournament of the season, but it's now our second tournament since we are just starting this weekend with the State Farm E-Town Open. And Chad, more changes could still happen, couldn't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, we really don't know um, what's going to happen. Um, certainly if, if the, the number of cases uh, spiked here in Kentucky, the governor could um, could place some restrictions. Uh, parks departments could place restrictions. Uh, a lot of our tournaments use uh, public school facilities. They could place some restrictions on uh, on access. Uh, I think one good thing, though, is I've seen it numerous times uh, when when health departments have released lists of activities. Uh, tennis is. One of the safest things that you can do in the coronavirus uh, pandemic and so hopefully that will will uh, and that wasn't something that was really um certain back in March and April you know tennis was shut down just like everything else, but now you know the health experts are saying that uh, the tennis is actually one of the one of the safest activities that you can participate in.
0: Absolutely, and you're correct that we are as as an organization. We're at the mercy of public parks. We're at the mercy of schools, uh, public schools. We're also at the uh, at the mercy of universities like um, Campbellsville and Lindsey Wilson College, which we played there later uh, in September. So there could be more changes. Can I can I tell you something? And and nobody's listening. So this is just between me and you. Okay, hey. I am. I am and this is off topic, but you know that's what the show is. I, I today really began to believe we're not going to have football season.
1: Is that right?
0: That's just my that's just my feeling. I really don't see it happening. As more and more players uh, at the college level are uh, turning up with, with positive tests, and uh, a few high schools uh, players have also I've heard about in the news. And I'm just starting to
1: worry that. Because you think football is, is too much of a contact sport.
0: It is definitely a contact sport. Because, I and, mean, I,
1: I, I could see a situation where, and this has been discussed, where there could be no fans in attendance, but that only takes care of, of one group's Uh, potential for getting sick and you know it's the thing about tennis or golf uh, or even something like uh, baseball um, there's not a whole lot of contact whereas football contact is is kind of the name of the game
0: you're right but I I hope I'm wrong about that because I love football I know you do too we both work at football games and I just I really hope there is a season now with tennis I'm really surprised that Wimbledon canceled so far in advance yeah. uh, and not and, you know not went a route of trying to have it without fans uh, like the U.S. Open will do in August and September. They'll play that without fans, as far you as know, we know.
1: I mean, they are so um, anti-change at the All-England Tennis Club. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are so steeped in tradition and doing things the way that they've always done. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be that much of a surprise that they're the least interested in, in being flexible to uh, to make it happen like the U.S. and like the French Open are doing by you know really changing their schedules or really changing the way that the tournament happens. I think I, I saw that the, the French Open might actually allow sixty percent capacity, and the U.S. Open is is going forward with no fans whatsoever, and I guess uh, Wimbledon is is just probably the most rigid. And would be the least likely to to want to want to do things different. Just do something, and let's be honest, they also probably really don't need the money.
0: Probably not. <laughs> I think that the U.S. Open is the tournament that would miss the crowds the most. Uh, that New York atmosphere, especially the nighttime matches, uh, the crowd really plays a br- a big role. In, in those matches for the for the viewer on television as well as for the players on court, and it's going to be different. But I'm glad that they are at least going to play.
1: Yeah, I mean if you if you've seen any of the exhibitions, um, you know whether it's the one in Charleston uh, last weekend or or the one that they had in, in um, I think the one in, in London was actually indoors, and um, and then if you watched what um, Djokovic did with the Adria tour. Um, when they had the fans there on that first stop, I mean, it was it was jarring to see, um, you know, fans and and realize how much you know they're missing in some of these other venues. And then golf, uh, I know, um, I know, sandbagging is is for golf only. Right, but, but, right. You know, I mean, if you watch golf right now, I mean, it looks pretty much the same. But then all of a sudden, when you hear the fans, where some of these horses have homes that are on parts of the fairway or, or, or around the green and there are people standing outside and when they start clapping then you realize what you're missing when you don't hear the fan interaction
0: and so aren't they piping in some crowd noise though for are they doing that for golf or are they just doing I think that soccer. for baseball i think oh, soccer.
1: soccer yeah soccer's been piping in crowd noise i'm not sure if any uh, tennis or golf, um, and I'm talking
0: about know. international baseball too. When I say that, because I don't think yeah, American baseball has it, started to be yet. With yeah. you know, I, haven't, I, haven't I haven't watched seen any of it.
1: International baseball, but I know they have. I have watched some soccer, and I've 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 heard the piped in crowd noise.
0: Well, no piped in crowd noise at uh, CKTS events, <laughs> and. We are going forward, starting you know to tonight, July third. the uh, The State Farm e Town Open is underway. There'll be a full day of play tomorrow on July fourth, and on Sunday, July fifth. And uh, I've got the uh, schedule for the season. Up on my computer screen, Chad, you can just listen, follow along if you don't have it up here. But uh, again, uh, this weekend is the State Farm E-Town Open. Our next tournament, July 18th and 19th. That's the Miller Park Tennis Closed for CKTS members only. And then at the 1st of August, August 1st and 2nd, we go back to Somerset for the Alton Blakely Lake Cumberland Open. That's the third annual tournament uh, there. I am the director of that tournament. Bless my heart. August 15th and 16th now we come to bowling green for the bowling green open that'll be based at greenwood high school is that correct
1: yeah greenwood and cariakis uh, as long as as our um as long as our plans are accepted for how to deal with uh with COVID 19 restrictions
0: all right and then three weeks later we scoot over to glasgow for the glasgow open that's on labor day weekend two weeks after that We return to Lindsey Wilson College for the Columbia Open on September 19th and 20th. The Baron Classic, as we said, has moved to October 3rd and 4th. And the final tournament of the season is the Kids on the Block Points for Puppets Tournament. Once again, in Bowling Green at Greenwood High School and Kiriakis Park, October 17th and 18th. That's the complete schedule as we know it. And you can always go to cktstour.com. To keep up with that schedule to read about the tournaments to read news articles to register for tournaments to sign up for a ckts membership and who knows what else so the state farm open is this weekend as i mentioned there are some restrictions in place for players and spectators for their safety so the e-town tennis commission that puts on the tournament karen henson is the director in charge of the tournament they send out um a set of guidelines for the players. So I'm going to read some of them now. So if you're listening to this as you're driving and maybe you've ignored the emails or the notices on Facebook, uh, listen to these. Okay, so there will be no seating on or around the courts. So there's no seating for the players themselves. You're asked to bring your own chairs. I guess that's so players won't share benches Mm. and sit right next to each other. All right. There will be no water coolers provided. They always have those out all over the place, these big water coolers. And I guess because people will be touching those to, you know, pump water out of them, there will be no water provided. You're asked to bring your own water or your own Gatorade. They will be providing hand sanitizer. And bathrooms will be available at these locations, Freeman Lake, the American Legion uh, facility, and Central Hardin. You can go over to one of the fast food restaurants or gas stations close by. At John Hardin High School, the closest bathroom will probably be the gas station down on the corner of Dixie Highway and South Wilson Road. Uh, And they apologize in advance for any inconvenience about that, but that is out of their control. They ask you to please remember to adhere to social distancing or wearing a mask at all times and that goes for players and spectators now chad i'll walk around there in a mask maybe but i'm not playing in a mask you know what? No, <laughs> no way can't do it
1: all right you know you know i i mean i don't want to get off tangent uh or off topic and on a tangent here but uh you know if you're outside <laughs> and in most of these facilities have plenty of room you know you're probably not going to want to get closer than six feet let alone i mean probably 10 feet let alone six feet uh so you know that's that's when you really should be wearing a mask is when you have to be close to people and i would hope that most people um would uh would do their best to avoid getting in other people's space and we have done
0: what we can to uh, minimize pre-match contact in other words um Participants, you know, of course, they signed up online. There's no paperwork to do when you arrive at the tournament. There's no money to pay when you arrive at the tournament because you've either purchased a tour pass in advance or you were invoiced for your entry fees by the E Town Tennis Commission through PayPal. So they did not want to pass money back and forth. CKTS didn't really want to pass money back and forth. There's not going to be a CKTS table. We have done our memberships in advance online. And if uh, anyone listening did not get a membership and you still want to get one so that you can get your points and a free t-shirt this weekend at the State Farm E-Town Open, we do have our t-shirts there uh, with a new design on them. It's kind of comical. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. So, uh, the, the uh the email that went out from the e tennis commission also reminds everyone that uh check-in will be uh at your first play site so normally everyone came to freeman lake that's, that's the headquarters of the of the tournament always and you signed in you paid your entry fees you joined the ckts if you hadn't already And then you might be sent to your site wherever it was, American Legion or University Drive or wherever it was. Well, now you just go directly to your play site and everything will be handled there. So uh, they also ask that uh, if you've been around anyone with COVID-19 or if you're experiencing any of the common symptoms, please don't come to the courts and they will gladly refund your entry fee if you're not feeling well and you've become sick they say the safety of our players spectators and volunteers is very important they will i mentioned this earlier i wondered if they were going to do this they will conduct temperature checks and they will have you answer a few health questions. Uh, you know, we've, we've all had to do that. I had to do that at the Apple store a couple of weeks ago. They took my temperature, and they asked me, you know, the standard questions. So any player with a temperature of 100.4 or higher will not be allowed to play. Chad, if I've got a temperature of... If I got so a temperature we, of ninety nine, I don't feel well. When it's yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. So, but you know, if you're sick, uh, full refunds and you know, so.
1: You know, generally speaking, you know, when we when we sat down and, and kind of talked about, you know, what kind of changes we might um, need to make. I mean, the check-in process was certainly something that we could see as problematic because you know most tournaments. Um, if your tournament's going smoothly, I mean you're putting the court on, and as people are coming off, and there's a little bit of a, an, of an overlap, um, but but not terribly too much, where you, you know, hopefully you can send somebody to an open court before the other team or the other players come and report their scores, you know, but it's really the registration. Um, that, that happens first thing, usually Saturday morning. That is when you, you have large crowds of people who are all gathered around the tournament table. And uh, so, you know, taking away the, the registration and the paperwork, getting all that stuff done in advance, um, I think will make um, social distancing a lot easier
0: and another thing that another thing that we are working on uh, and hope to have ready next week when the Miller Park registration opens is that on our website once a player registers for the tournament they will be able to immediately pay their entry fees in fact we are we are mandating it once that feature is working, that you will pay your entry fees as you register. Uh, that fee that you're charged will change based on whether or not you are a CKTS member or not, or whether you are a Tour Pass player. Then if you're a Tour Pass player, of course, you don't have any entry fees. So that's something we're working on. We had hoped to have that ready for uh, the beginning of the season, but it is not, and we're still working on it. By the way, CKTS tournaments are USTA-sanctioned for juniors as Southern Level 5 and for adults as Kentucky Level 100. So the next tournament after this one is the Miller Park Tennis Closed July 18th and 19th in Campbellsville, Kentucky. The deadline will be Tuesday, July 14th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I noticed this, Chad. You know, we have some Central Time tournaments. We have some Eastern Time tournaments. And in recent years, the central time tournaments have come to dominate like five to three this season the first one two three tournaments are all eastern time time. and the rest of them are central I mean after the reshuffling of the schedule
1: yeah how about that
0: so strange uh not a lot of switching back and forth then so anyway And other things that are going on in Kentucky tennis are available at USTAKY.com or at KentuckyTennis.com. That's the website for the USTA Kentucky. Uh, In the aftermath of a quarantine, there's a lot of tennis action going on all over the Bluegrass State and USTA Kentucky has the rundown for you. So to keep up with what they have on their calendar, visit KentuckyTennis.com or on facebook go to at usta kentucky spelled out kentucky on twitter they are also at usta kentucky with the word kentucky spelled out you can send us your tennis events to info at gamesetmatchky.com if you're finally getting your leagues started your uh, drop shots your kids clinics camps, any other kind of social tennis event you're putting on or your tournaments. uh, If you're finally getting all that underway and it's going on in Kentucky, send it to me at info at gamesetmatchky.com and we will run it down for you here on the podcast. This week, we do not have a Challenge the Call question, but if you would like to send in a question for us to the Challenge the Call segment, just email it at challenge at gamesetmatchky.com. That's going to serve out another episode. I want to thank everyone for listening to this first episode of the third season of GameSet Match Kentucky. If you're listening through our website, please go ahead and subscribe with any podcast app on your mobile device, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and on and on. In your podcast app or in iTunes on your computer, please write us a short review and give us a five-star rating. We've got some new reviews that I want to read on the next episode, but we're running out of time today. You can visit gamesetmatchky.com for all episodes and show notes and more. You can like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com/gamesetmatchky or you can search for Game Set Match Kentucky, the podcast, on Facebook. Go follow us on Twitter, at Game Set Match KY. Chad is on Twitter, at Chad Young Radio, and I am on Twitter, at Chris Godby. LakeNet Media Incorporated provides the web hosting for Game Set Match Kentucky. If you're looking for a dependable web host, you can reach out at 757-LakeNet. That's 757-525-3638. Thanks again to our sponsor for this episode, Vision cabinet source. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring, you can send an email to info at Oh, There it is again. I haven't heard this sound in a long time. Hawkeye says we are out. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Chris Godby with Chad Young. Thanks again, Chad. I really appreciate you being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: This has been Game Set Match Kentucky. So did you get one of those tests where they basically tickle your brain?
1: Yeah, I mean, they uh, they went in my throat first. They gave me a, like a throat swab where it kind of makes you kind of choke a little bit. And mm-hmm. then uh, then they jammed the one far up your nostril until you kind of gagged. So uh, uh, they did a great job. I mean, I had my results within 48 hours, so I uh, was happy that it came back negative.
0: A couple of months ago i was going to have my annual physical with my doctor and we were having a discussion via telehealth and he was uh, going to send in lab orders for me and uh long story short he orders a coronavirus antibodies test mm-hmm. which is just a blood yeah. test and uh so i thought you know that'll be good i'll, I'll find out if you know if i ever actually was uh, had it or was a carrier asymptomatic carrier of it because i did not Develop it, thankfully, and so uh, I go to this this lab, and I won't say where where the lab is, but I go to this lab, and um, they they uh, first of all they see uh, COVID nineteen test on the paperwork, and they automatically start freaking out a little bit. I can tell, and uh, they put me in a yellow gown uh, to single me out from everyone. <laughs> they put me in a separate room from everyone else, and all along I'm thinking. I don't think they understand that i'm just doing the blood version of this to see if i ever had it but you know they treated me from a distance and then i see uh the the lab technician come in and she's laying all this stuff out on the table to take blood and then she lays out this like two foot long (laughs) q-tip and i thought hey wait a minute wait a minute and i said "Uh, ma'am um I'm I think I'm I'm just supposed to get the the blood test for the antibodies, and she examines the lab orders again for a minute, and she goes, "You know, you might be right." Just a second, and she goes and checks with somebody else, and she comes back and she said, "Yeah, you're just doing the blood test for the antibodies." And I said, Phew, "Thank you, yes, yes." We'll she said, you. "It's a good thing because this was going to be my very first test." <laughs> and so, wow, I especially did not want to be her very first uh, coronavirus. Yeah, we'll swab. stop
1: treating you like a leper.